This episode is sponsored by Zenro Clothing Co. Pick up your tees and our accessories at zenroclothingco.com and be sure to use offer code SOCRATES at checkout for 20% off select items. Also, if you're not into uh, spending the money, just check out the Zenro Radio playlist, zenroclothingco.com, music for your everyday. This episode also is sponsored by The Pornian Bakery. If you're located in the Pornian area of Scarborough, Toronto, be sure to check out The Pornian Bakery, say what's up to Arville, and uh, pick up a donut or two. Baked daily, crafted with love. This episode also sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the podcasting platform of choice. It's the one that me and Vish use and um, is great. You know, if you're uh, looking to start that DIY podcast yourself, definitely check out Podbean. Use uh, the link podbean.com slash Socratic Gamers and gain one month of unlimited podcasting for free. Test it out. Build that content. Uh, anyone can podcast. Right, Vish? Yep start a start a podcast and uh, get your ideas out there all right enjoy the episode so uh hard stop at 10 30 so i'm mm-hmm. gonna try and uh keep this tight uh but the first thing that i wanted to bring up was um we saw i was thinking about all right doing a dbz update but uh maybe i'll save it for after this one first because it's anime related but we saw boy and the heron yeah uh, you remember they were talking about that one, like it was like a tiff or something. Your brother said, "Yeah." All right, do you see it yet? No, no, no. Okay, you love Studio Ghibli, right? You like you liked um, like Spirited Away. You like that weird anime? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, magical universe kind of thing. All right, so this one, you know how he has that. You know how he has that thing where it's like you kind of just like have a normal life and you go into this world and you're kind of like, oh, it's so, so random and then you like leave the world. Mm-hmm. But there's like a deeper meaning. So this is like that, but next level. Like me, your brother, and my sister were like, I don't know what's going on. It was just too, too artsy that I think you might like it. Like mm-hmm. my sister at the end was like, um, she's like, that was actually about his trauma and how uh, he, because his mother dies in the very opening scene and like the whole thing is him like overcoming his mother's trauma like if you had to explain it to me after the movie like i feel like it wasn't a good movie because it's like it was too deep like just the art you know like yeah i don't know it's funny though because there's those levels of um of art you know like you look at like a warhol painting or something you know it's like a can of soup and you're like what are you trying to say here and you have to like deconstruct it but I feel like my mind isn't where your mind is. That's why I think you'd like it because it's very like artsy in that way. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, there's like levels to this thing, like consumer mentality. You know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, like movies seem like an unplug. Like I'd rather watch well, a movie I, than read the book. Well, I think I think that's why. You know, obviously, yeah. That's why we have. I mean, that's what the blockbusters are for, right? A lot of those ones are just yeah, the totally. unplug, right? And. Um, but I think to push art sometimes it's not going to be liked by everybody. That's probably a given. Um, but that's, mm. that's art is subjective. Yeah, to- totally, totally. And it's like, it got 7.7. That's why I went to go watch it. <clears throat> I would have rated 7.7.5. 7. Yeah, I got pretty, it got pretty. Oh, uh, I mean, no, like, I mean, it was, I just looked at Rotten Tomatoes just now. I was like, yeah, 90%. I'm talking about the audience score. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. See, that's that's the thing. It's like, I, well, also, I don't know if like subs took away from the movie. Oh, like, uh, maybe it, was, it, it was could. Japanese. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It was Japanese. So it was like two. Oh, it wasn't. It yeah, wasn't yeah, English. So, mm-hmm. 
No, no, no. So I was like too focused on the reading, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But like, yeah, it's. I don't know those those like art movies. Because did you see the? Um, I don't know if you see it, but like the Robert Pattinson one where he's like in a lighthouse and then it got so good, but it looked so badly filmed and it was about like a mermaid or something like that. I think it was called The Lighthouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't see it. I tried yeah. watching a little bit, but that wasn't... It, That's there, too, there, too much, there's, right? There's, yeah, there's a level <laughs> There's a level of art sometimes. It's, I think some of these things also like throw back to like old movies or like some... I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. You like know what I mean? Homage. Yeah, yeah, and... I don't know too much about the old movies, so. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I was watching some interviews with Robert Pattinson and he was saying how he'd prefer to do those movies than like Batman. Like Batman gets him into stardomhood, but then that allows him to pick movies like The Lighthouse because he prefers those mm-hmm. kinds of like yeah. artsy, but it's just like, what are you looking for? I don't know. It's weird. Like the world is so nuanced and there's so many levels to this thing, mm-hmm. like life, that you never like, you know, you know it's like. When you think that world peace is achievable, it's like how we don't, we all don't like the same things, you know? Yeah. Like art and like the way we want to live our lives and like all these choices. Yeah. But, but what was cool though for The Boy and the Heron is because I forgot how much I, I never used to watch dub because it was like frowned upon in high school. You're like, oh, why, why aren't you going to watch the, the Japanese mm-hmm. one, right? Oh, subbed. No, no, yeah. Subs. No, dub. Sub. dub. Oh, dub. So oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, like dub or sub, right? And yeah. everyone's like, oh, I can only watch anime and sub, right? But because I watch it at two times speed now, it's like I can't, <clears> I can't read the <laughs> subtitles, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. So I have to listen to English. And then when I watched The Boy and the Heron, I forgot all the Japanese words that I knew. So they were saying it, and I was like, oh, no, it actually means this, but your, your like subtitle, like, so he'd be like, hi, which is like, yes. But then it would be like, yes, ma'am. And you're like, no, there's no ma'am there because they don't like differentiate like that. It's just like, yes. But I think to like make it more understandable for the Western audience, they had to add those additional words, yeah, you know, like yeah. context. Kind yeah, of yeah thing. exactly. Yeah. But it's weird though, because it's like in your subconscious, you never think about how much is sunk in just by like listening and then reading it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like Rosetta Stone in that way. You know, like the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, where yeah, you yeah, yeah. Learn. <laughs> right. I, I tried to, I tried to learn uh, Cantonese back in the day using Rosetta Stone and that's how they would do it. They'd like say a conversation and then they'd say it in English. So mm-hmm. then you can start like understanding the, the context of how things are said. Have you noticed that? And you're like, I mean, not with, cause I know you speak a different language, but like Japanese, have you noticed that too? Like, yeah, I always, like like, I always do. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I look at the different versions. Even even the dubbed versions are always mm-hmm. going to is going to be different too because they can only play true, with too, so yeah. much space that they have, right? With the words that they yeah, can use. So even that changes from the English subtitles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like we're we're such a sponge for. I mean, I guess even that's a great example of like how you can learn certain words in Japanese. It's like we're such a sponge to our environment, and we don't even realize it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize I was learning those Japanese terms until it's like, oh, yeah, that just started clicking because they keep repeating. Yeah. And, you know, um, English, right? When when people say, like, they learned another language just by speaking it, there's actually, if you think about how many words we actually use, it's probably limited to about, like, maybe 200. Mm-hmm. Only when we're getting really deep with it that we sure. start using words that are, like, 
more arbitrary. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. word arbitrary. You know, it's like that's a higher level of English that you're, be, you're mm-hmm. using. Yeah, you're not going to use those in normal terms. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. In regular totally. dialogue. So, yeah. right, right. And then it makes you think, like, maybe I could learn way more languages. Like, maybe, maybe there's like, um, you're looking at the mountain too big. If you want to learn the language, it's like, no, I just need like a little hill so I can converse with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, it's, it's faster to learn when you're surrounded by it, I feel. Just then. Yeah, facts. You're picking up on things that, because uh, you have to learn to communicate. Like, that's one thing, right? Mm. You're, you're so, but you're going to, you know, quickly figure out some things and then you can expand on those kinds of things. Of course, that's just only by speaking. You, you, that's not writing. But that's different. Yeah, it, facts, totally, totally, totally. And it's interesting that you said like the environment thing because I remember like every time I go to the Philippines, there's like a weird click in my head that that like my English just like shifts to a different <laughs> kind of English, and my like ability to understand what they're saying has just increased exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know, but but if I was here in Canada and somebody's talking to me in that same language, I'd be like, I have no idea what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But if we were in the Philippines, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. Like, remember I told you my cousin and I, like, he didn't speak English and I didn't speak mm-hmm. his language, but we were having a full conversation based on, like, the few words that we knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this would never happen in Canada, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's totally, like, um, submersing yourself, immer- immersing yourself Im- in a culture is, like, super important. That'd be pretty cool to try, like, um, one day in the future. If you just like went to different places, I mean, you'd be super rich for this, but if you like went to a different place for like two months and see how much you could pick up like linguistically, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. There's, there are people that mm-hmm. I work with who speak like four languages. I'm like, bro, how'd you do that? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even in India, it's like, cause you're like, even next date is a different language, right? So yeah. you're, you're likely to know a few more languages than the basic one or two, right? So, so what do you think that is? Is that like, um, like a mental hack? Like you figured it out, so then you're like, oh, I'm just going to apply the same pattern to everything? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it depends, yeah. Some of them have, even though they're next day, there is some similarities, right, to the language. Totally, totally. Like totally. The, but, like, um, but like this person that speaks like four languages, they speak like French, Spanish, English. I forgot what the other one was. Mm-hmm. Maybe Portuguese. Like I guess French... Spanish and Portuguese are similar, maybe. They could be, but like, yeah. I'm sure they're they're still pretty varied. Like, you know, so I, like, I, I've seen, yeah, I've or? seen, I've seen these videos where it's like, like you, um, let's just say like watermelon or something, and then like everybody in the, yeah. like a British person or a Spanish person, like you're seeing how close they are. Some of these words are very oh, similar. That's yeah. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's totally, totally. It's like um. It's etymology, like mm-hmm. the origin of words. Like, um, I'll get into this later, but chronos, you know, like yep. chronograph time. There's mm-hmm. the jump, you know? And like, we we would never, like chronos is, I think it's like a Greek word, yeah. but time is, it, is it's, an English word. Isn't that, isn't that the Titan? Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, think about it, right? It's like, that's the trace. And maybe... Maybe that's how it is in like Spanish and the other three languages he knows. Maybe they're like they have a like a through line. Well, I think they're all. They would be. Like, um, okay, I get it. Yeah, they, I, a lot of these ones like his. I think what historically Latin was the 
Europe's older language. So they're connecting okay, from 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 Latin. Okay. Okay. And then like similar mm -hmm. like it'd be like <clears throat> like the Kronos thing. Like even if you hadn't heard well, maybe maybe you would have had heard Kronos before. The only reason why I knew is yeah, the video game, the <laughs> the god, right, you know, right, right, like time. Yeah, it's it's weird too. Like, how do you, how does one look at language in their head? Is it like this is a different way of saying this, or is it like these are more additions to my vocabulary? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um... What I understand is I think that there's, it's really a different way of, like, some words are not, doesn't, they, don't, they don't exist in other languages, like in English, to compare yeah, yeah. to, like, some yeah. Indian languages, let's say. So you, ex the expression or the way that you say it, or a way that you understand it is much more different. That sometimes you can't exactly translate some words, right? So, so then it's like those words become additions, and then, like, the other words become synonyms yeah you know what i'm saying like it's, it's like oh these are just other words to use that word mm -hmm. you're trying to get that meaning but it's always not the same it's just it can't be okay you totally totally so in all um, i was trying to figure this out mm -hmm. i was trying to figure this out on the drive back this morning because like i was going through the, the japanese words that i knew from the boy and the heron and it's like so kasan is mom right but i was like when I was thinking about it in my head, but maybe I'm doing this all wrong, so I want to ask you because you're like more linguistically, um, your your prowess is better than mine because you have a, an actual language that you fully understand, you know. Whereas mine's like kind of drips of it. So anyway, so Kasan uh, means mom, and then when I was thinking about the word, I just imagined the mom, mm -hmm. but I wasn't thinking like Kasan mom mother. No, no, no. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah, yeah. I wasn't sending. I wasn't creating synonyms for it. I was just like seeing the picture in my head. Is that? Is so maybe it's. Not I think. Even I synonym, think. Like yeah, I think if you know the language, it's going to be just like that. The picture, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah of course, yeah. So but I don't okay, know if everyone's yeah, mind like, works the same though. But some people. That's I what I'm, I'm wondering. Like, how does this work? <laughs> how do you learn four languages, bro? Like, tell me the hack. I want to learn it too. You know. I, I think it's. I but yeah, it. I think uh, when you're young, it's more malleable. Uh, and then I guess if you're if you're between, I would say like those languages that are next to each other, Spanish, French, right, Portuguese, they have some yeah. similarities. So there's gonna be you're gonna catch up, you're gonna pick up on those things, and then you yeah, it'll make it a little bit easier, yeah. Or or maybe it's even it's even like the rules. You mm -hmm. know how like um like I don't even know the English rules, <laughs> um, but it's because when you grow up with it, you know, like you don't have to study it as like a language but then listening to people who have come from a different country and then learning english you're like oh your rules are different i'm like what rules are you talking about mm -hmm. you know but like i guess with um uh all right we'll go with french because i know that this term so uh je, je ne sais pas or something like that je, je ne... so like ne and pa at the end of the middle word creates an, a no Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like for us, it would just be like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So, je ne, I don't, and then understand. And then, but you have to add pa at the end. Yeah, you okay. Mm -hmm. But you're like, oh, that's a rule that I wouldn't have known. So for me, it would have come as like, je ne, say, or whatever. 
you know you know what i mean yeah. but like there's specific ways you group words together like conjunctive words like um well there's an english lesson podcast. <laughs> uh, but you know what i'm saying like um like the cat went to the store there's a bunch of words in there that join cat and store together mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and i think those are our rules maybe that's what it is yeah but i think there's yeah the rules are but i i think i've heard like where french because of the rules it makes it a bit easier to learn that, it that's what i've heard because yeah that's what i heard english is the hardest one because mm -hmm. our rules are broken all the time yeah so even if you say something that it's like oh this is how you should do it it's like but then colloquially speaking nobody's nobody's that way yeah right exactly it, writing is yeah. different than talking like how you speak it to somebody yeah or totally totally, totally. and like um there's another one so like uh japanese gomenasai is i'm sorry i'm pretty sure it's i'm sorry um but then in the anime they were going gome mm -hmm. they didn't add the nasai so i was like oh is that more like the colloquial like sorry versus mm -hmm. i'm sorry like you know what i mean like the the more formal way of saying it versus the like the, the yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 right right it's oh you know it's really interesting too so even like terms that are um because i because like i know people who like like i was saying who know different languages and i would say something like um like my bad mm -hmm. and it would be so confusing at first because they're like what do you, what do you <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You wrong? right you know you're like oh i get it it's like the way we're interpreting that term is not how you're taking it so literally yeah exactly you know what i'm saying yeah which is fascinating too because mm -hmm. you're like good luck catching up bro. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, it's, it's the shortcuts and it keeps changing like that every generation yeah. is brings their own so it's hard to again you're only going to be if you're like teaching english you're going to teach the proper way of english maybe even yeah. british english but it's not that's not north american english speak, it's, yeah. it's different but yeah, totally, totally. And I think that's why it was hard for me to have classes because I did do Filipino classes for a while, but it was just too structured that I was like, why am I trying to learn like mathematics? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we would never speak really in that way. And then if you did speak that way, they kind of like laugh at you for being too formal. <laughs> yeah, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, you know that this is a foreigner or he's just, he's learning the language. It's not a like a local. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I do like it when they speak that way because it's so like endearing. Because like uh, this person's like, uh, "Thank you so much for your input," and I'm like, "Why did you say it like that?" You <laughs> know what I mean? But it's like that is how you like would have um, learned learned that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's greetings, true. greetings to all. And you're like, "Oh no, we don't say that, bro." <laughs> like, but okay, I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. People are so cool. All right. Anyways, uh, let's jump to DBZ. Uh, I finished Dragon Ball, and it, all right, so I wanted to, like, jump back into this, because we talked about it, so remember, like, me and Wob were so obsessed with Dragon Ball, yeah, Dragon oh, yeah, Ball Z, yeah, yeah. right, so I was like, is it even good, so I know when I started Dragon Ball, I was, like, messaging you guys, like, this is the weirdest anime ever, because it's so perverted, like, 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 next level perverted, mm -hmm. so, like, there's, like, the master who, um, there's, like, this little girl and she's like underage and then they just keep showing her naked okay. and you're just like what are you doing and then like that's how they kind of entice the master to teach them mm -hmm. you know because he's like really into like young girls okay and it's and, and it great and you're like bro this did not fly today but how did it fly back then you know 
And um, well, I don't know if uh, like, I don't know if Vanessa would fly today here, but I think that's that's like that's part of Japan, like right. Yeah, right. yeah, right. That's their like stereotypes, right? Like dirty old man, mm-hmm. right? That that is that is who this person was portraying. Mm-hmm. But I really like the Dragon Ball character of Goku because I really think it's it's like um it's like an analysis of our society because he comes from the full, like it starts out with him look them looking for the Dragon Balls. They run to Goku who had never met anyone outside world, right? He lived with his grandpa. Right. And then his grandpa taught him like stuff. And then when he's like going through the anime, he's confused about a lot of things mm-hmm. that are like n- not normal, but like a lot of things that they highlight, um, like our obsession with money, sexuality, all that's drugs. And then he's just like confused by it. And I'm like, are we supposed to look at it through Goku's lens as if like our society's confused? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's almost mm-hmm. like a satire, not a satire, well, maybe a satire actually, on like how we live our lives. You know, and yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, it's if you look at it in that way, it doesn't become perverted, mm-hmm. because then you're like, oh, those are just stereotypes that we have to like avoid. Because Goku's all, like, he's always like, what? That's weird. You know? What I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. So okay, so that's Dragon Ball, and like the whole thing is focused around um like the human fighters and like the strongest person on earth. Okay. Then we get into Dragon Ball Z, which I'm currently in, and it dovetails into like aliens which is like crazy. i was like telling you but mm-hmm. it actually makes sense because when we were kids like vegeta was from a saiyan race and like the saiyans were taking over planets and like but it was interesting that this came out in the 90s and they baked in a lot of the things that i'm reading about now which is like government psyops and like oh just call it a weather balloon mm-hmm. the way the media portrays like because he lands on earth and then they're like oh it's an alien and then they're like no cover-ups i mean they, they try and like cover up the fact that he's an alien well, okay yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I think i think maybe that's like we all look at think about dragon ball z in terms of like um like just a repetitive fight mm-hmm. but i think the genius behind it is like it's telling us something about ourselves yeah i you think know? yeah yeah but i think that's i think that's the goal of any kind of movie or show is to tell us something about us I mean, this, this, these are all so, art okay. pieces, right? For sure. In that no, f- facts, facts, facts. So, okay, so we hit this point now where um, he's fighting Frieza, okay? And Vegeta wants Goku to kill Frieza at any cost. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying, like, it's just a game. Like, there's just a battle for power. And then Goku's like, uh, everybody has the capacity within them to change. I'm mm-hmm. not going to give up on, right. like, Frieza. I'm sure he has some good inside of him, right? So, like, with that... So you're like, oh, it's an art piece, and like, there's like a lesson that they're trying to teach you. But then I look at what I again, this is going back to like anime versus cartoon, and I'm just like, I don't like if you have main characters talking about like never giving up on the good inside of another person, and like, you know what I'm saying? Whereas like other ones are all about like, I don't know, think about Archie, Archie Comics, Riverdale, mm-hmm. right? It's all about like high school drama. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure. And, like. And then this is the cultural programming that we're all receiving. I think it depends. Could you say? I, I, I understand what you're saying. I feel like things that uh, touch people or stay people with them the longest generally yeah. have some, I would say, cultural, like um, societal impact or something. Okay. Or, or okay. some teaching. Okay, right? okay. Yeah. In, okay, in totally, those stories. Totally. Sure. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you about two shows that are super popular. 
Wednesday and Stranger Things. Did you see Wednesday? Sure. No, I'll, I'll tell you. Let me add a little caveat to okay, that. Yeah. I'm saying that lasts the time. They can be popular for a short period of time, oh, but may not last the I time. It's a fad. You're like, oh, it's just, it's yeah, gonna... Yeah, it depends. That's what I'm saying. You're looking at how long this... I don't see anybody talking about it Wednesday right now. Touche. Yeah, you're right. Ah, uh, interesting. Interesting. But then what does that say about our society then? It's like just fads. The, the, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, those are part of the thing. And then again, the ones that last the longest are the ones who've had an actual impact. Like think about like, um, right? There's not, there's not too many things. They always try to do that. Uh, I feel like uh, companies, they want to have shows that have a huge impact that actually yeah. affect the world, but it's hard to find those. It's it's hard to get though, you know, something yeah. like that to happen. Like, like the only thing was, what I can remember that was that big from, like, let's say HBO was Game of Thrones. That like the whole world was into that, and that was going on for a while, right? Yeah, but Game of Thrones had a lot of deep lessons too, though. But that's that's what like, I'm saying. About- yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Oh, right, right, right. I see. I I get it. I get it now. So it's like, yeah, you can catch fire but it will dissipate quickly mm-hmm. just as quickly as it came yeah right like like everyone it was all about wednesday and now everyone's all about one piece sure you know? yeah like exactly. live action yeah and then world of the next or St- stranger things mm-hmm. everyone's all about stranger things but then the ones that we'll revisit like why am i re-watching dragon ball z mm-hmm. you know because it's like oh what are, what were the lessons yeah. what were the things in there this is like why people re-watch game of thrones because it was actually a lot about society Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is what you're saying. Yeah, like the the longevity, of mm-hmm. it. the the something's like, um, something's a trend or it's a, it's a, like a timeless classic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Actually, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, because like I was confused by, like I didn't get into like, all the things that everyone's. Like I tried it for a bit, but it's just like it just felt so hollow to me that I was just like I can't, can't sure. watch this. Yeah, yeah. You know, huh? Interesting. Okay. Um. A- anything else about uh, art? Because I'm gonna kind of jump into a bit of spirituality here. No, I don't think. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, actually, wait, wait. One, one thing that I thought was interesting because we were gonna watch either. Um, uh, Boy and the Heron or Godzilla minus one. And yeah. when you, yeah, when your brother was like, "Oh, it's it's actually," so we got the tickets already for the Boy and the Heron, and he's like, "Oh, it's in Japanese." I was like, "No, cause now I gotta <laughs> read it." I was like, "Oh, is like we should have watched Godzilla," and he's like, "Oh, that's also in Japanese." I was like, "What?" I didn't realize like, okay, this the strike is kind of weird now because I'm like, are you just putting anything out like to make money at the theaters? No, but that's you know? that wouldn't be. Um... That's not Hollywood, though, right? Godzilla minus one, or even Boy in the Heron. This, these are Japanese. No, no, I know. That, not that no, I, right, right, but, but I mean, like, are I you putting anything out in the theaters now just to make money so that they survive? Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't think it's like that. Uh, I think these movies were coming out, anyways. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, maybe, like, like if 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 you're saying Japanese movies, though. yeah, but if you're saying that oh they're trying to make money, then but they would be in all theaters. They're not in all theaters. I think boy, True. the boy in the heron yeah. may be in all theaters because it's a bit more popular because it was a tiff and stuff. But the Godzilla minus one is not everywhere. 
Yeah, that that's why we went with the boy and the heron because it was actually at Pickering, whereas like mm-hmm. the um, Godzilla one was only in Markham, like your area. So yeah. like, yeah, the um, the the thing about those region specific things so funny because um, the Godzilla one was in Markham, but it wasn't in Empress Walk, which was confusing to us because we're like, this is an Asian area. But then I was like, but it's a Korean Asian area. Yeah. So if you go to like Empress Walk's movie theaters, all Koreans, mm-hmm. all Korean movies. Yeah. yeah. Or or Hindi movies. Maybe we get Hindi movies too, which is weird. And like, then it t- tells you about the area. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. do you guys not like Japanese things? You're like, well, <laughs> why is it only here? It's yeah, confused, yeah. You know? But Markham makes sense. Like a lot of Asian people there. Yeah. Do you get um? Do you get like a lot of ethnic movies in your area? Like how I have like yeah yeah I, movies. Like, no no there I think there's Korean and Chinese and uh, and oh, Japanese. Okay. And I think the one we saw was in Richmond Hill. So the ja- oh, okay, Godzilla. Okay, okay. Yeah. Even I think Richmond Hill has Hindi movies and stuff now too. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, that's that's going to be the most interesting thing about. Um, okay. All right, this is a statistic that I had to figure out in a professional setting. And I was going to bring it up here because, like, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that, this, like, what we're talking about actually makes sense. So um, I had to do, like, a demographic analysis for Canada, like uh, a strategic. Right, right, right. You know, just marketers have to do that stuff. So, like, I was researching, like, um, demographics and Stats Canada actually came out with a lot of stuff. And they were saying since um, 2001 to 2020, I think that was the date range mm-hmm. um people outside of canada jumped like 400 percent. like filipinos jumped by 200 percent, and like all this other stuff and uh i think it was specifically they mentioned filipinos japanese and koreans mm-hmm. and they had like such high percentages and then um what they predict they just put this out by 2041 um basically canada will all just be first generation um like immigrants people. Yeah. yeah 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 like like 90 percent of it right the the white population is like declining mm-hmm. okay so when i had put that out i was like it's pretty self-evident so all right basically this is about lived experience okay and it's interesting to me the more i delve into like because marketing is really all about psychology okay it's like why did you choose that picture or that slogan or mm-hmm. something right because it has to compel you like right sure. marketing is just like the applied psychology and um one thing that i was like discussing was how lived experience is so essential okay so what i mean by that is the way you were brought up paints the picture of your reality mm-hmm. right and if you weren't brought up in that way then you almost can't fault people for not knowing what they don't know because they just don't know. True. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. Totally. So when I had brought that statistic up, the first question I got was like, that's cool. But what does that have to do with our like industry? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you don't know, (laughs) like maybe you're the problem, bro. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that self-evident? That means your workforce is going to be different. That means that the way people look. And then basically I had to write like, okay, yes. Let me me paint this obviously for you. I'm like, with different cultures, you'll have to understand different cultural contexts, which means that you'll have to be more adaptable and accepting to different races going forward in the future. Mm -hmm. Right? Because like, I don't know what it's like to be Indian, 
but I have to be open to your interpretation of what life is like being Indian. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like, like if you didn't, basically the person asking the question is not from a marginalized community. So I was like, oh, you don't understand what it feels like to be marginalized. So you don't understand the, the jump we need to make where it's like, I need to understand how you work mm-hmm. versus your upbringing is like, this is how we work. Do you, do you get the difference there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you work? It is how, how I'm interpreting it. It's like, all right, how is the game played? Mm-hmm. Right. And then from their perspective, it's like, this is how the game's played. But it's like, you can't run that simulation, that like mental thought process, if the entire world is running off of a different like uh, cultural context. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Like fascinating though, but it, it's interesting because that keeps coming up, especially like especially when you work in DI spaces, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. <laughs> you're like, oh, we have to be more open-minded. Yeah. Into that's like basically the name of the game, right? You know, and it's interesting that in 2041, like the government of Canada fully said that they're like, this is going to be the percentage, you know. But it makes sense if we're all immigrating. Yeah, of here. course. Yeah. Yeah, that's the projection. And then we have first generation kids. Right. Yeah, like it's it's pretty freaking obvious. But it's just it's just fascinating to me every time I run into that hurdle where it's like, oh, I have to explain this to you, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, Im- Im- imagine <laughs> I'll give this one away, but uh, if you know the story, it's funny, and I told you guys about it. But like, there's a picture of all these white people, right? And like, this person was like, this external person was like, oh, there's no diversity here, and then the internal <laughs> person was like. Well, you don't know. They could be, you know, <laughs> sexually diverse. Um, they could be like one eighteenth black, right? You right. know, and you're just like, right? But I need to see what I need to see mm-hmm. as as like a person that's f- like visibly not like them. I'm not going to be like, well, you know, maybe they're partly Asian. I don't know, right? You know, but that's the thing about marketing, where it's like, you know presentation matters but again it's like that person was coming from the cultural context of not understanding this so it's like i can't even fault you mm-hmm. for not understanding but it's like it's also your job so maybe you should like you know I what i'm saying like i don't know sh- yeah i think sh- you should know these things <laughs> at this point like it's pretty self-evident right yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just a bunch of white people and you're trying to say that those white people are diverse you're like not really like you know i mean yeah i mean how how i don't know it depends on the term diverse right scottish english like these are people uh technically diverse but like then you're saying but you're saying european just just say the word european right (laughs) right and that's my confusion because i'm like yeah you get it so it's like it's like what that's the cultural context it's like no they are diverse they have their scottish irish whatever (laughs) and you're like no no we mean like visibly diverse like we need to see an indian person there or something you know like, throw a black person in there. But then, you know what's crazy about the DEI space, though? This is, like, didn't plan on talking mm-hmm. about this. But, like, you also get into tokenization. That's another so, yeah, that's problem, yeah. Right? It's crazy. So, like, um, I, won't, I won't give this one fully away. I mean, like, you always have to... I always have to talk in code. But um, there was this, like, event that was happening. And I was invited to the event. And I was like... And then I noticed that only one type of person was going to that event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I had gone to that event, I'd be tokenized. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Like right. in okay. the photos, <laughs> like not necessarily. It's sort of like this. It's like, well, we are diverse. Look, look, look at the look at our one, look at our one person. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, yeah, that one person doesn't mean you're diverse. It just means that they felt compelled to came, or you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And it's like, if you don't understand that inherently, you are part of the problem. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know how else to put that, but it's like, can you not tell that that's a bit of tokenization? Mm-hmm. We, we need to make sure we get, we got to make sure these invites go out so that we have some diversity here. But then if you look at the photos, it's like, like 99% <laughs> one, and then like the one off person who arrived. Yeah. That feels a bit weird. Yeah. If it, it, but all right. So it's funny you said it feels a bit weird because to them, it's like, look, we're diverse. But to me and everyone else who's from that culture, we're like, "Oh, that's a little weird." You're like, you're like pointing that guy out. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But I get it from their perspective too, though. Like, they're trying to reach this diversity goal, but they don't. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the right way to. I mean, maybe they're we don't know what the right way is, or they don't know what the right way to get to that point, right? Like, how yeah. if it depends on the space that you're in. Right. Facts. Facts. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Right, that's interesting you said that. They don't know how to get there. Um, I heard the best line about this. I think I brought it up before. I'm not too sure. Or maybe I just told you about it. But um, this person who told me was was like, so they're diverse. And they're like, they, they're a huge champion for this diversity, right? And they said, um, you're selling me the brochure of diversity. And I was like, oh, that's a great way to put it. Because you're, it's on the surface. It looks like it. But then, okay, let's look at the heads of your departments. Let's look <laughs> at the leaders of your organization, right? And if if you don't actually make a structural change, then it's not truly diverse. It's just you're selling me the brochure of it. Look, all our underlings are diverse, right? but the people at the top are not, right? And what he was saying is that the people that work in these spaces, if you are of the majority, not the minority, you have like an existential crisis on your hands, meaning you have to get fired in order to achieve your true goal. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's like, that's counterintuitive. It's like you realize you're fighting for... Well, it takes time. It may, so that, but yeah, it's not necessarily fire. Just you retire or no, no, someone but, else but has actually, to take up. Yeah, but all right. Right? You just it's, need to get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. But that, that's if that's what's going to take time to get to that point. You can't, for sure, for sure. But what I'm wondering... No, no, so I agree with you. I agree with you. But like, it's ironic because it's like, you know, you're championing for your future um, not being here. Yeah, as, they if they can realize. acknowledge that, if they can, yeah, if they can acknowledge that, like, I know eventually, like, these jobs will only be white people, like these top positions. But then it's like, if I knew that, like, if I was working in an organization and it's like all Filipino people, right? And they're like, well, we want to build some diversity in here. Mm. And I'm like, I would quit. I'd be like, I, I'm comfortable enough to find a different job. Like, I don't think that, like, if you truly stand by your morals, you'll stand by it to the fullest, mm-hmm. you know? But I feel like you have to have confidence in your skills to do that, I guess. Maybe, maybe people are like, oh, this is, this is the cushiest job I've ever had. I don't know. know. I don't know. But, I don't like, know. but yeah, it's hard to know what they think. Yeah. But but if you're a true believer is what I'm saying, it's like, or are you just selling me the idea? Because if you're a true believer, wouldn't you resign? 
Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No, but but like 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 in the actual like let's think of it like black and white terms. Sure. Like, wouldn't you? Like right. If if you really want it to be fully diverse, but you're not of a diverse culture, wouldn't you resign if you're a true believer in what you're saying? Sure, maybe, yeah. But you're not because it's ironic. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's the irony of this whole movement, you know. Yeah. Anywho, uh, so <laughs> all right, quickly moving on. Uh, so uh, it's interesting. Last week was my. 10th year as a black belt and i was thinking about this one it's like there are okay i, I won't even bring about martial arts because this is more a life thing mm-hmm. you can how do i put this you can be a painter as a hobby or you can be a painter okay yeah do you get the differentiation you get it right and it was interesting because I was thinking about this with the black belt. It's like, I can be, martial arts is either a hobby or it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a baker, shout out Arvel. You could be a baker who's like, this is my job, this is my hobby. Or you could be like, I'm a baker. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And we like fully embrace the archetype. Right? And it's almost like, it's almost like, who are we if we're decompartmentalized in different ways? So, okay, what I mean by that is like, all right, my best example is this. So martial arts, right? In my first studio where I got my, my first black belt, it's like you were, you were made to act in a specific way, mm-hmm. right? Like just yeah, for yeah, discipline, yeah. Right, right. You know, the Bushido code, whatever. And I really took that to heart because I was like, oh, this is how I want to live my life. This is who I'm going to become, right? And now everything, Kevin, shout out Kevin across the street, he's the one who said this. I, ha- I took a video of him. Of, uh, no, no, I clipped the video of it. He said, um, martial arts isn't a hobby. It's a lifestyle. If you're a true martial artist, you approach everything in a martial artist way, right? It's like if you're a true baker, you'll approach everything in a baker way. If you're a true marketer, you'll approach mm-hmm. everything in a marketing way. You know, like how your thought process is, like how you move into that. And um, it's, it's weird because it's like I would teach these individuals not knowing that it was just in those 45 minutes, one hour that I saw you that you would be like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I would forget that it's like, no, they're only here three times a week for 45 minutes. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was the mind blow to me where it's like, it's like decompartmentalization. Your, who you are in one moment isn't who you are in all moments. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, if we have those fractured personalities, is that the healthiest way to live? Maybe that's why people hate their jobs. Maybe that's why, like, they they want to be something else, but it's like I can't be my myself around mm-hmm. these people. I don't know your thoughts on that. I'm just curious. Uh, I remember this thing from a long time ago, but it, it's always it's even with among friends, you're different. Among family, you're different. Yeah, for sure. No, no, totally. totally, totally. But, right. but there's a there's um a hundred percent, a hundred percent. No, but there's a, a a self there that's consistent. 
Okay, for example, um, I'm so lucky. I love my job, right? Because um, my job and my my department, my team, shout out you guys, is extremely um, welcoming. Because we have a foundation of diversity um, and like coming as you are, but that can really mean come as you are. Like I've said some weird stuff in there where it's like, you know, I'm like, so I get told like, hey, maybe don't bring that up. It's like, all right, cool, cool. Like that's, that's, mm-hmm. uh, I won't bring that up. But who I am is the same, you know? And I knew this from, uh, one of my coworkers, shout at you, um, who were like we're friends outside of work, right? And she was saying, "Oh, you're you're like you're consistent," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh yeah, I like the consistency." Whereas like before in professional settings, I'd have to put on a mask, I'd have to change, you know what I mean? Right. But like my excitement towards things is consistent. Sure. Right. So you're right. Under different circumstances, we have to be different people. Like as for my parents, I have to be their kid for you. I'm your friend, you know, but the consistency is that I'm still, um, excited Mm -hmm. about the thing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm trying to say where it's like, when you know who you are, you can be consistent Mm -hmm. as that thing. Well, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think that's that should be the way. I'd say, like, like, okay, for 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 example, I'm if I brought like I know you so well because we've known each other our whole lives. If I brought you to a party, I know exactly what you're gonna do. Like, I'm not gonna be surprised. You're gonna, I'm bringing you to a party. I'm like, oh, dude, what Vish is doing some crazy stuff I've never seen before. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, you're gonna be you consistently throughout all this thing. Sure. Right. Even when we live together, I'm like, I know exactly who you're gonna be. Right. And you are exactly who I knew you would be. <laughs> Right, but that's like no, right? But it's like that's the consistency I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. even if I saw you at work, you wouldn't be like some outspoken, like crazy. Oh, no, me, yeah, right? yeah. but I'm always outspoken, right? Like even in our friendship, I'm always just like, uh, right? But but for you, I can imagine you at work, and if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like Jerry, oh, it's authenticity. That's what we were talking about before. Mm. I just it just clicked for like old podcasts ago. It's like oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's. You remember we were talking about yeah. authenticity? And I'm like, that's the part that pisses me off. When I see somebody who's not authentic, where I see you being two different people in two different places, I'm like, ah, oh, bro, just like be yourself. Mm. If you're a hateful person, be a hateful person, whatever. We can like work with that. Right, right. But right. if it's like you're switching it up every time, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you don't really but know think, who this person is. Like. But then not, not only that, but I think you don't even know who you are. That's probably true, you know what too. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that... Right. And that freaks me out because I'm like, I don't know when you're just going to flip the switch. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's what's, and that's, what's really freaky. And like those people I'm very tentative around Mm -hmm. because it's like, I got to gauge you first. I don't know who you're going to be in every situation. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 right. Right. And, um, and I think like, at least for me, the biggest test for that is like martial arts because it's like, Especially jujitsu, because when, like, who are you going to be when you're about to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, when I lose, when I, when I like get tapped out, I'm like, I'm always excited because I'm like, how did you do that? Right. Because now I can reverse engineer it. I've learned something new. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've seen people who like, like the buzzer is about to go off. It goes off and they still go for that thing. 
that armor. You're like, bro, it already ended. I mean, what? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, that that's you. <laughs> but then, like, all of a sudden, they're nice. And you're like, mm, okay. So you're nice to my face, but you're trying to break my arm past the time limit. Right, right, right. So then that right there, it's like fractured personalities. And you can't escape that. Like, Chrome Gracie, uh, the father of, like, the best jujitsu fighter in the world, he's like, give me, like, 10 minutes on the mat. I'll know exactly who you are. Because you, like, are you like a survival you know what i'm trying to say it's like in those dire straits like bro why are you gonna cheat we're not even trying to go for real Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. you needed that you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah and and i feel like well all that being said it's important to like stand in your own this sounds so dumb stand in your own power you Mm -hmm. know and i feel like as males we don't really so i stole that line from tara because <laughs> it's like you know she like empowers youth right yeah, yeah, yeah primarily like she likes to focus on like females right and but i think you and i don't really like experience that because we're males mm-hmm. so like it's weird to say like stand in your own power because like well we are already naturally more powerful right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm trying to say but but it's a good tenant to say like people who have those fractured personalities who act like two different people around different people it's like like just do you bro <laughs> you know yeah i don't know i don't know because that was like weighing on me a lot i was thinking about that where it's like like there's so many facets to our society that are unhealthy and being fractured in who you are it that's just going to be like your whole life is just stress Sure. Yeah. 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 But that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's hard to know like where people are at, right? Everyone has a different, mm. yeah, story to tell or whatever. That sometimes things it's yeah. trauma. It's trauma, right? These things. I yeah. think these these things relate to trauma and just like what's like why how they grew up or what they were around, right? That mm. caused them to like not necessarily be authentic or be able to be free to be authentic. It, d- yeah, it depends on how d- I, it all comes down to, yeah. How we were raised, who, who raised us, right? How, That's how free exactly. did we, okay. were we able to be us when we were younger? And I think I've seen a lot of these other videos where it's like, yeah, like, uh, being able to make mistakes, but then not, you know what I mean? Like our parents not being like yes. directly angry at us. It's or like, you know what I mean, or pushing us in a certain way. More like letting us explore. It it, it this is where it comes down to. Yeah. No, 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 fair, fair, fair. No, a hundred percent actually that's that's a good point. It, it makes me think of actually Dragon Ball Z too. Because like Vegeta, when you see his upbringing, it's full of trauma and that's why he's so like hateful against mm-hmm. the world. But like Goku's trauma is filled with love. His childhood was filled with love, and it's like that's why he's so like redemption oriented. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. World. Like, like, yeah. Look at the things that like impact true, impacted my life over like I, Superman is like a huge thing, and yeah, and the the symbolisms and the meanings behind who the character of Superman is is things that I like to try. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to be. Yeah, no, the, no, yeah. But these yeah. things again, it all comes back to like childhood. Where it all started from. These are the foundations that are building yeah. you. Yeah, no, yay, a hundred percent. That's a great that's a great point, actually. Yeah, totally. And as we get older, it's like it makes me realize more and more it's it's really built into your childhood. Mm-hmm. 
and you don't really because it's so true it's like we're compounded people like our experience is just compounded over time actually i posted this uh this video of goku being afraid of um needles and i think i said oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah." and then um tara watched it and she's like oh this is probably why you're afraid of needles i'm like well why and she's like because you watched this as a kid (laughs) and you probably just mirrored this behavior right you know I was like, oh, that's true. But I mirrored, like, other things. Sure, yeah. Uh, it couldn't just be one point. thing. I don't believe it to be just one thing. I feel like it, like other things, like, that's one of them. And another, like, or it's like, right, 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 you right. had that image and it, it did happen like that. So you're adding on to it. Right. 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 When I was a kid, right, everyone holding me down for that blood test. <laughs> yeah, that right was, like, there, yeah. Out, and then, like, and then seeing it again, like, or, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, I see it. But see, that's the point. It's like our whole lives are just a pyramid. It's like you start with this like base layer and then you build and build and build and build, mm-hmm. you know, but you want to make sure you have a strong foundation yes. you know, going forward. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one thing that immigrant parents, they, I really think that when you're new to a country, you have a very specific outlook and about protection and like, love and loyalty and like sticking to your crew because you come to like a different world essentially if you're from like a third world to the first world and then you're like well i don't know anything about this place so i need to make sure that you know i'm safe my family's secure who can i trust but then if you you make it insulated you're like okay i'm just gonna like focus on my family Mm -hmm. then that builds a sense of security in your children because you're like okay i know i'm safe Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like, like all of the stupid things that I've done that have been wastes of money and like everything as I was pursuing them, like martial arts even, right? Like longest time, right? And, but I knew that no matter what, I could always go home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I, do you feel that way too? It's like, you must feel that way too. Where it's like, if everything sure. goes yeah, yeah, to yeah, hell, yeah, yeah. I got my, I got a house in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. I got a place in my parents' mm-hmm. house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like, I think, I think a lot of people, because funny when we were growing up, my parents would always say to me, um, like, <laughs> uh, they're like, it's a good thing you're not like Western people. <laughs> Switch Western for a different word. Um, and I was like, why? And like, they kick you out when you're 18. Right? You're laughing because you heard that too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right. And, but then as you are around those people and you're like, oh, that's some trauma for you. Like those people that actually did get kicked out at 18. You're like, 18, you got to get a job. You got to find your way in this world. You're like, oh, but I have no, nothing, blah, blah, blah. Too bad. Pull yourself up those bootstraps. You don't have a home here anymore. Like imagine the trauma associated with that, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas like for us, it's very like protective, you know? Yes. Uh, it depends, yeah, and where you're coming from. But yes, I don't know if it's necessarily all immigrant cultures, but yeah. No, no, facts are facts. No, no, it's it's not, for sure, for sure. That's stereotyping. But it's funny because like, okay, I brought this up and it's true. When do you go from a stereotype to like a fact? <laughs> like stereotypes are facts for, like they're stereotypes for a reason. They're real. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like Filipino people do eat with spoons. This is so crazy. So like, you know, I'll say something like, oh, Filipino people eat like with spoons, like rice and like, oh, it's stereotyping. You shouldn't be like that. Right. And you're like, okay, well, statistically, it turns out that every culture doesn't eat like every meal with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was literally at a, um, 
like a family event at a non-Asian like environment. And, um, and we were talking about the spoon thing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I just saw this video about like how other most, like no other culture uses a spoon for anything but soup or ice cream. And I was like, what? And I even posted that same video on Instagram mm -hmm. and people were commenting like, wait, it was like a Filipino video, basically like how we eat everything with a spoon. And then people were commenting like, wait, you guys do that? Like, I didn't know, like, I only use it for, you know, soup and ice cream. And I was like, that's our like number one. If we had to choose any utensil, it would be a spoon. I think right. uh, that's is, funny because maybe I'm you? maybe I'm Filipino because I I only me <laughs> in my household like uh, even if it was like roti or something well, like that. Well, you spend a lot of time at my house and stuff though, bro. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe it always give you a spoon with right. So maybe that is why you're just like, oh, this is just way, it's way more like effective. How you can eat rice with a fork? That, that confused me. I watched them well, eat rice with a fork. Uh, yeah, it was falling uh, through the middle. <laughs> no, but the, <laughs> I think it was. Um, well, in India, they use we use our hands, right? It's meant to be for everything. That makes sense. That makes sense. But like, because you're mixing, because you're mixing in um, the curry and everything. But like for me, even with the spoon, I'd just be mixing in with the spoon and it's still. And still with it because it's like it's like why are we gonna add an extra layer to this thing? It already, it's already. Um, useful in the way it is sure like yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but then it's weird like you see the reaction to that and you're like i'm so confused like or or actually um one thing they're like they're trying to this like uh chinese person and they were like talking about chopsticks mm. and then they asked me like oh do your parents use like fork and spoon at home and i'm like actually my dad likes to use chopsticks a lot and they're like oh, i'm so confused because you're filipino but that's a age i'm like no we just like literally take whatever is useful yeah, yeah, yeah my dad's like oh this is actually way more <laughs> easier than <laughs> you know what i mean it's like we when you think about these boundaries it's like just break the boundary bro but that if should really be but that should be what it should be here like that like we you yeah, know exactly. yeah yeah sure it, like my dad most likely with chopsticks over any other utensil i'm thinking mm -hmm. maybe a spoon maybe like it's either chopsticks or a spoon but yeah you're right it's like we're surrounded by diversity yeah. you steal from other cultures bro you know, like literally chopsticks are like your hands. If you know how to use them well, they're mm -hmm. like your hands, but not your hands. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, what was that historical? I think you told me about this where, um, the, the, the Europeans went to Japan and the Japanese were like, oh, you're barbarians. They're <laughs> like, what do you mean? Cause you're literally stabbing your food and cutting it up. Whereas we're like gently picking it up mm -hmm. with these like chopsticks, you know? And then like the other side like the Westerners were like, "Oh, you're so weird," and like the Japanese were like, "You're so weird." Exactly. Like, oh, I guess yeah. we're both weird. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do use the chopstick as a fork to lift up things. The chopstick? Yeah, I poke it into the meat. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just easier. Yeah, I know. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah it's always <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. <laughs> innovation, bro. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Bring in. <laughs> Uh, all, right, all right, last thing, because uh, I got 12 minutes. Um, so, because I really want to bring this up. So, I read the the hunt for zero point. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, well, actually, wait, hold on. Before we go into that, I, I remember I wanted to say one thing about martial arts. Um, when you look at martial arts like a lifestyle and not a hobby, then you could be more fluid with what you learn. Okay. So, what I mean by mm -hmm. that is like, if you are literally in the pursuit of martial arts for martial arts sake, 
you'll learn from everyone. And I noticed that with Dragon Ball Z, like Goku had multiple teachers, right? right. And then the best teacher was like Master Roshi, who was like, go, he's like, oh, Master Roshi, I can like learn from you again. And he's like, no, you're going to travel. And then he, he's like, why? He's like, I've taught you everything you know. I know. So like, just go out and life will be your teacher. And I think maybe that's what ingrained into me watching mm. all these anime because like, I've noticed that there are some diehards for like one style, you know, or like one sure. gym, one academy, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's because it's a hobby to you. It's like, this is my team. This will be my team forever. But if you're like a martial artist, like, wouldn't you want to get better at every aspect of martial arts? Mm -hmm. You'd want multiple teachers. But then I think it comes down to like self-independence because you have to be able to be like, I will stand on my own because it's, you know, it gets lonely. Like at my first martial arts place, they said like, make sure you make a friend. <laughs> That's why I brought Adrian, right? You know, yeah, the yeah. Martial brothers. Because like, they're like, the road to black belt, especially at this place, is so difficult. You need somebody to bring you along. Mm -hmm. You need to like, climb with one another, right? And then after achieving black belt, and then trying to go to these different places, I noticed that nobody would go with me. Mm -hmm. You know? Even the people, like, like, I'm like, going and I'm like, hey guys, you know jujitsu is like, number one, like, it, it will destroy us. Yeah, so we right, probably right, learn right. And they're like, oh, yeah, you go learn that. I'm going to stay here. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, it's lonely. It's lonely when you, like, want to really do things in life. Sure. Because you have to set aside the people and, like, go for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the difference between, like, a hobby and a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If you're a true martial artist, like, you're willing to go alone. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In pursuit of that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, all right. This is my little spiel. Now we're talking about aliens. So um, The Hunt for Zero Point, I finished the book. I brought it up in the last podcast. I finished the book. And it is, this is the craziest mind blow. So the book was from, so as I get into UFO stuff and I get into the government um, disclosure and stuff, all the big names are in this book. I'm like, that's why everyone keeps referencing this book. Mm -hmm. So apparently, the they figured out a way to um, uh, to alter space, right? So like- they Alter got what? Crafts, alter what? Say that again? Alter space. Oh, space. alter, okay. Right. So, um, so a lot of UFO lore people say that these things aren't moving faster than the speed of light. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then all the physicists say you can't move faster than the speed of light. The speed of life, the speed of light is defined. And then we're like, well, maybe they figured out a way to move faster than the speed of light. Right. And then as I'm delving into more of this research, watching these videos, a lot of the scientists are saying, no, they're they're jumping. They're creating like gravitational shifts. Like, remember Interstellar? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great example of it. When he's like, space is like this, and then he's like, but if you can create a wormhole, you just bend the paper and jump. Right. So that's in, like that's in a lot of a lot of the sci-fi shows or um, space they shows. Figured it out. Yeah. Burrow. They're putting it in there because they've known for a long time. Okay. I'll, let me let me get into it. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, if, if you're just listening to this, aud like on audio, imagine a piece of paper and then you draw a straight line. This is straight from Interstellar. And then, like, how do you move from there to there? Mm -hmm. It takes too long to go straight using space like uh using the speed of light so you fold the paper yeah. and then you just you bend space yeah you bend space right so they figured out a way allegedly they figured out a way to do this mm -hmm. okay and what they were saying is there's a difference between black and white projects white projects are what we see 
Sure. Right. Think of black projects like prototypes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what we see conventionally through um, our means are are like only what they're letting us see. But allegedly they have figured all this out. They just don't know how to release it. And there's economics associated with it. So my best my best example is Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is so against aliens and like everyone's like, dude, he's crazy. And then like, how can you deny it? He's like, well, where's the cell phone footage? Where's the, and then this person that uh, I was listening to, Stephen Greer, I talked to him before. He was saying that he's either not a real scientist or he's working for them. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. There's no, like, when he's like, where are the photos? The U.S. military has literally said we have high resolution photos of these things. We can't release them though. Not for, not for us to blow our minds, but like literally because we don't want Russia to know where we're spying. Because mm-hmm. if you can, if you send out the photo, then Russia's like, wait a minute, you're over there? Right. You know, it's not actually about the aliens. Okay. So, um, so the trip is that they figured this out, but who figured it out first? So apparently the Nazis were working on this. It, it sounds crazy. The Nazis were working on this in World War II and how they figured this out. So this guy literally went, he's like a, I don't know, he's a reporter, he's just like an author, but he went from like these generals and like was reading all these files and that's what's in this book. And it's not even a long book, you can read it. And what they found out was there were these like, um, there are these like labs with like chemicals and they're like, oh, the only chemical that you can like have with this is, um, like something that, like it needs so much power to create a, a gravitational. Sh- all right, all right, I'm not explaining this well. I need to like make it as simple as possible. So you remember that video where there's like a bed sheet and then you put the ball and then the heavier the ball, yeah. it warps gravity. Okay, so we know that we need to create something with so much power that it creates such a heavy ga- gravitational mm-hmm, pull mm-hmm. that it bends space. We know that with planets, right? Yeah. And what they're saying is there's no way you can create something with... You would need, like, a nuclear bomb to create enough energy to bend space in that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, whatever you're creating needs a lot of power to make so much gravity that will bend space right. around it. Yeah, yeah. Like like the example of the bed sheet and then the ball. <laughs> Usually planets do that, right? We have planets that, right? Um but if you can tap into this thing called zero point energy, which is what the book's called, like the hunt for zero point, then you're able to create enough power to create that thing that shape uh, that creates enough gravity to shift space. Right, right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying that the zero point energy is the the negative space all around us. So like, okay, yeah, if, yeah. you know, like matter. They talk about all the time, like matter and antimatter. Mm-hmm. And what is antimatter? The thing that's like opposing. If there was no antimatter, we'd all be squished together. Right. Right. Because yeah. matter, matter needs to be pushed away. If you look at the center of a nucleus, there's like space there. Mm-hmm. So what's creating that space? Right. So if you're able to tap into that space, that's like it's like abundant energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are some theories on how they could have done this, and. um Basically, do you remember how um, Hitler was super into the occult? Sure. Right? Like, you know, the swastika is the symbol for power yeah, yeah. in many cultures, right? right. He just turned it on its side, mm-hmm. right? So 
knowing that, fun fact, if you didn't know, like that's why if you look at Japanese anime, they have the swastika, but it's not on the side. It's like turned correctly. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's a Hindu symbol, right? So that's how you know, like, okay, Hitler was definitely into the occult, right? And one thing that they say he was looking into was um, alchemy. Mm-hmm. So turning lead into gold or something like that. Right. But in order to do that, you need like a lot of power, right? You can chemically shift things, but you need a lot of energy to do it. It's how they split the atom bomb. How do you split an atom? You shoot a lot of like energy at it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 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 bombs. yeah, yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Sure. You with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So exactly the same thing. So if we can create something with enough power, we can create something with a lot of gravity. And then if we can create a lot of gravity, we can shift space. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were finding that in these labs, they were finding all these chemicals that were related to alchemy. And sure. They like, oh, mm-hmm. they're working on anti-gravity. Like, I don't know if they figured it out, like the, the Nazis, but they're definitely working on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, jump to another conspiracy, which is not a conspiracy, just people don't know about it. I'm going to buy the book. It's called Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this is not in this book. It's referenced in this book, but I haven't read that book. So, what they did in Operation Paperclip is they took all of the Nazi scientists and they became the foundation for NASA. Mm-hmm. Is fact. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's either, it's either like live with your war crimes or work for us. Yeah. They don't know that NASA was actually founded on Nazis. Okay. So, so I knew that already, but I was like, well, why would? Okay, sure, maybe they're geniuses. But after reading this book, I'm like, no, you're trying to take the info. Sure. Right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, what yeah. were you guys working on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that's where. You get these black budget programs where the Pentagon, they're saying the Pentagon manages all this, where they have the gov, like the taxpayer money to fund these black, black project initiatives mm-hmm. where they're working on anti gravity. Right. So remember, remember that video you sent to me where it's like, oh, they, it looks like they found the uh, anti gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You sent me that video mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is how far they've come along on it. So they mentioned that in the book. Those are white hot. Uh, those are white projects. Those are the things that sure. show yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He, but then the yeah, yeah. even in the even in the even in the video, it was like he does. They said that they don't know what they've done so far. Only he only completed to that point, and he had left. Right. Exactly. So that was like a long time exactly. ago. So yeah, bro, it's it, everything is freaking clicking now. So, um, so we know that. Hitler was into the occult. He was searching for the anti-gravity thing. We don't know if maybe he like found a craft or something. They say he found a craft. Okay. That's why he was working on like how this work. And you know, during World War II, um, there were these things called. You can totally look this up. It sounds crazy. It's weird. I, I probably sound super crazy, but like. But okay, I, I just want to add like yeah. a, a little bit more to Hitler. to Hitler. Oh, I, oh. I feel that uh, I don't know oh, if it's. My God. Right time, bro. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> okay, go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it feels like as he's, um, uh, let's say. Okay, I don't know if he found a craft or not. But I, f- I just think that it makes sense for him to look into. The- he's trying to find a weapon that nobody else exactly. has. Exactly. 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 Yes. Facts. 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 In order to rule the world. Of course. What do. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so during World War Two, 
there are so many cases of these UFOs that act like the Tic Tacs that Commander David Fravor was talking about. They would literally fly up to the, the bombers, like, like look at them and like, oh, what are they doing? And like fly away, right? And they called them Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. So like there's a band called Foo Fighters and I'm like, oh, that's where you took the name from. So if you Google this, the Foo Fighters, they were reported all the time and they, they said that it was um, German because we didn't know what it was. So we're just like, oh, it's a German weapon, a spying weapon. Like they're right, watching right, us right. Like, do this thing. So like there have been accounts of like these UFO sightings forever but it really um took place during this time okay so hitler took all these people nazis and i think this is why they don't want to out this because if you out the ufo stuff you're going to realize like what i'm telling you now which sounds crazy which is like wait you just work with the enemy oh we just let people go and then it's like you realize the world is gray not black and white Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying all right um there's so much more to this but okay uh so then there's that so the thing that i thought was interesting two things uh, Austin, Texas was mentioned in the book as to where Hal Putoff's office was. Hal Putoff is the guy that like in charge of this whole UFO thing. And I was like, oh, it's funny because like, remember it's like Sil- it's the new Silicon Valley? Sure, yeah. I say, but it's like, oh, it's always been Tech Haven, apparently. Sure. Right? But the second part is, so I'm 100% convinced that they're time travelers now. The reason why, aside from the um, mm-hmm. the like the engineering, the biology that we talked about in the past podcast. Um, the reason why they are time travelers is if you can bend space, you bend time. Like by, um, by definition, because time and space are linked. So even if they're from a different planet, they're still time travelers. Mm-hmm. The, the origin, I don't know about. Sure. But okay. they are time travelers. By definition. And the reason why I said Kronos in the beginning is because the project that they were working on that this guy uncovered, one of the black projects, was called uh, Project Project Kronos. And the person was like, like, oh, do you know why we called it Kronos? Mm-hmm. I, I sent you the book. Uh, and then, like, because Kronos means time, and we're working on a time machine. Mm. Bro, mind blow. Are we working on a time machine behind the scenes that people don't even know about? And then, because once you've created a time machine in one timeline, you can jump to any timeline now. And that's why you see UFO crafts way back when. You know, the ancient astronaut theory, the, yeah. the ancient aliens TV show, that's what they always talked about. And you thought they were crazy. We thought they were crazy. Everyone thinks they're crazy. You're like, oh, dude, we're making fun of you guys. But now I'm kind of like, wait a minute. This is actually making sense. Mm-hmm. Like, even that one hieroglyph where they're like, Oh, that looks like a watch on his hand. I'm like, oh, you're jumping. You're jumping so far. Like, why would they have a watch on your hand? You know, but it's like, maybe, maybe it was a watch. Maybe, yeah. Like, you agree? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that that's what I'm saying. They have always been working on black projects. Why wouldn't they have? If they could hide the atom bomb for so long, right? And that was many years. That was. That, that, that was a good point to bring up. So, like, because of the amount of energy that they're using for this thing, that's, like, rivaling. What they said was, um, so when they found the chemical in the Nazi place, in the, like, hideout, they are saying, like, in order to actually transmute, like, this object into another object, you would need the power of a nuclear bomb like Hiroshima-level nuclear bomb. Mm -hmm. You need that much energy, right? And because of that, 
that's when they linked the two and were like, um, like we have to put this under the Nuclear Bomb Act or the the Atomic Energy right, Act right, right. because it's on that level. And if sure. you think if you're like, oh, dude, there's no way people can keep secrets that much. Like I heard that so many times on the Joe Rogan podcast, you know, because he's like super into UFOs and like all the surrounds are just like nobody can keep a secret like that. And that's what everyone thinks. Nobody can keep a secret like that. They literally did it with the atom bomb. They didn't tell you that that was being made until they used it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you mean they can't keep secrets? Oppenheimer in the movie showed us they can. Christopher Nolan's trying to tell us the truth the entire freaking time. I'm well, I mean, yeah, it didn't. It, there was a leak, though, right? In Oppenheimer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but there's the book. There are leaks, but people don't believe it, and that's their psyop. Where it's like, oh, they're just crazy. But it's like you literally have testimony from these government officials. So if they're cra- if this is a lie, you better hire. You better fire those government officials. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make sense? Like. If you have the government official talking about this and you're like, oh, this is not real. So why does he still have his job? Right. Right? So there are leaks. We just don't credit the leaks. And that's their genius. That's their psyop that they talk about. Mm-hmm. We just make you look like you're crazy and then we won't listen to you. Sure. I'm pretty sure I sound crazy right now. <laughs> no, but like, okay, but you, you agree? Like, this totally makes sense. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it makes sense like, that it would be... Paperclip. Right. Well, yeah, right, you right. would take the best scientists. I think that's. I think. Well, I feel like. Sure. I don't know if that's a, a conspiracy anymore, right? The what? With the Nazis working at NASA? No, it's not. They wrote a book about it. Yeah. Which nobody knows about it. They there's don't so, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, there's so many shows about it too now. So I feel like. Right. Right. And, and that's the crazy part about life where it's just like, we just need to make you accept it. Mm-hmm. No matter how crazy the thing is. Hey, guys, there's aliens. But, like, later, we'll just be like, yeah, Christopher Nolan was telling you the truth the whole time. And you're like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> we, we love that movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you just have to make people accept the information. But when you first hear it, you're like, that is crazy. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. But okay. anything, anything uh, you don't know it? would be anything. Let's say if it's the first time you heard it, yeah, of course you're going to think crazy, right? That's, but if you keep hearing it over and over, yeah. then you're not going to say it's crazy anymore. Ah, true, true, true. So it's like you're gonna hear this podcast and you'd be like, dude, he's off the rocker. And then you start looking into it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. There's something here. Sure. And then you start to accept it. Because it's like it just keeps getting repeated. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean yeah. like yeah, yeah, all yeah. lies become true? No, no, no. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I'll, oh, there's a psychol there's um a tactic. Oh uh, I want to talk about brain GPT, but I guess we don't really know too much about that. Brain uh, are we oh yeah just joe rogan posted it and i reposted it i don't know if it's real but i was just like if we're here we're crazy like where it can read your mind now they put it on like a sensor and then what he was trying to say they wrote it on the thing so oh, like, there's a way to communicate we'll, we'll look into that later all right but but um uh so we'll i'll leave this well i'll leave with this uh which is because you're like um all lies become truth so there's a psychology trick and it's in consumer behavior. That's what I first learned about. I'm like, oh, I love these tactics. It's called negative source bias. I can tell you that, um, that like, I don't know, the Holocaust wasn't real, mm-hmm. which is a big thing right now, right? Like, oh, the Holocaust wasn't real. And then you won't remember who told you that, but you'll remember the right. fact. 
That's why it's a negative source bias. You yeah. won't remember who the source is, but you'll remember the fact. Mm -hmm. And even if the fact is wrong, you'll. That's why um, uh, red redaction, not redactions. Like, what was that thing where it's like you, Which... like uh, you you like you in the article, oh oh, you, like, oh write, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you um not redact you said or something. yeah you update the article or like you uh, there's a word it's like yeah there's right. a word yeah, yeah, yeah um correct basically you're correcting the article right yeah but nobody remembers that that's that's the trick yeah that's, and that's mm -hmm. what a lot of marketers will use like pr people will just like write something that's totally false and then we'll put like a little article about how we were wrong but nobody will remember the new article mm -hmm. remember the bigger sure. story yeah yeah, because I mean, like, even that saying that it's been changed or that's inside the article, it's not in the headline. Facts, that's true. You're right. That's another one, like the headline bias, right? Okay, I really, I'm gonna be super late if I don't stop now. Um, all right, till next week. Uh, yeah, it's 80 fish. Next week is no, next week will be Christmas Eve, depending on when we do it mm -hmm. 24th, 23rd. Yeah, anyways, all right, till next week. Uh, Great talking as always. Take easy, Vish. Peace. Bye. All right. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, all those fun things, and check out our sponsors, Zenro Clothing Co., Portion Bakery, and Podbean. Take it easy, Vish. Peace.